This is CliffCentral.com. As the song says, a very good morning to you and a warm welcome to this week's edition of The Open Book. Uh, We took a bit of a break last week, as you may have noticed, uh, to attend the annual Crown Gospel Music Awards, which were held down in Durban at the ICC. It's really just amazing how many people in South Africa support gospel music. Actually, what I heard is that uh, gospel music is actually the most listened to music and the most followed in South Africa. And uh, just, you know, by what I saw last week at the ICC, it was definitely evident that that truly is the case. Also, huge congratulations to all the winners, um, especially those who walked away uh, with an award. And a lot of them are actually my favorites. So it's always nice to see when that happens. So what we did last week on the open book is that we did a replay um, of, the, of, of one of our most popular topics, if actually not the most popular one that we've had on the open book. And um, it is tradition versus religion. If you go back into our podcast, you'll find that. Um, I'm sure if you listen to it, you'll find out exactly why it is so popular. Well, I believe that uh, today's topic is going to be one of those popular podcasts, if probably, it, if, if, if it will probably not even top, uh, religion versus, uh, tradition. And here is why. Hope you're listening. The issue of same-sex marriage has really just gotten a lot of attention this year, starting with the national legalization of this institution throughout the USA by the Supreme Court on the 26th of June 2015. As a matter of fact, Christians all over the world have been largely divided on this issue, on whether it should be allowed to take place in our churches or not. So then we kind of ask, what does the Bible say? While the many verses in the Bible that speak of homosexuality have been equally interpreted to be pro-gay and also anti-gay. The most famous of these verses is, um, is in Leviticus, Leviticus chapter 18, verse 22, which says, You shall not lie with a man. As a woman, that is an abomination. Now, a pro-gay argument to that specific verse might say that um, other verses in the same book, Leviticus, actually forbid a wide range of sexual activities, including having sex with a woman who's having a period. Hello, sure some of you are guilty of that. Um, this is an indication that the passage embodies specific cultural values rather than God's law. Now, an anti-gay position um, on that verse would be that this line is unambiguous. It is also repeated elsewhere in the book of Leviticus. The speak of the word is God. So this is an explicit indication that homosexuality is wrong in God's eyes. That's what the anti-gay position would be on that verse. But let's look at another verse, um, another one of these famous verses. Uh, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. Um, and it goes on to say, Make no mistake, no fornicator or idolater, none who are guilty either of adultery or of homosexual perversion, nor thieves or grabbers or drunkards or slanderers or swindlers will possess the kingdom of God. That's what 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 9 says. But a pro-gay position might be that the word that Paul uses for homosexual here could alternatively be translated as male prostitution. This is because it says homosexual perversion and not homosexual. In any case, they, um, it goes on to say, Paul's writings are clearly of his time and there are plenty of other verses which people have no difficulty in ignoring. Like for instance, a woman brings shame on her head if she prays or prophesies bareheaded. It is 
as bad as if her head were shaved. That's what the verse says. So if it says that there, then if we're going to take this entire word, then we should apply it to everything. And not just uh, specific verses, uh, which in this case obviously speaks about homosexuality. But the anti-gay, anti-gay argument might actually say that this line is crystal clear in establishing that Christianity and homosexuality are incompatible. Paul is actually quite clear referring to homosexual behavior and includes lesbianism. You can't just pretend that St. Paul, who did so much to influence our understanding of Jesus, didn't know what he was talking about. He's clear that homosexuality is an offense against God and against people's own bodies. Yeah, so as um, as you can see, there is some debate about how relevant rules in the Old Testament are to Christians today. Um, some would actually go on to say that they are binding, since Jesus said he did not come to abolish the old laws. In other words, the old laws that are in the Old Testament are still binding in the New Testament, while others would say that Jesus set Christians free from the old laws, highlighting instead that people should love God and their neighbors. Now, looking at this argument, um, my views, Lois's views on this is the following. And yes, I do have an opinion, and this is the open book, so I'm allowed to voice it. As a matter of fact, I would actually like for you to also voice your opinion, if you have one on this show. Okay, here is mine. And please note that this one is directed to Christians, whether they're straight or whether they are gay. It says, When Jesus has become your substitute, taking your place on the cross, suffering the wrath of God to pay for your sins with his blood, this should not give us the right to continue to sin. Paul in Romans chapter 6 says the following. So what do we do? Do we keep on sinning so God can keep on forgiving? I should hope not. If we've left the country where sin is sovereign, how can we still live in our old house there? And I should think that it's okay. Yes, the grace of God annuls the power of sin. But if you have fully accepted grace... Its power should be at work in you, transforming your life from glory to glory. In other words, we should start seeing the fruit of the grace that you have received through Christ. I pray that um, through our show today that you can really just kind of find some of the answers, um, if not all, to your questions on homosexuality and Christianity we cannot do it all, obviously, on just this one show. So I promise that at some stage in the near future that we will revisit um, this and maybe just from a different angle. It might even be next week. Who knows? Our topic is, here is our topic. Our topic is, we love gays. We love gays. Hashtag, we love gays. Because that's the truth. I'll chat more about this after the break uh, with my first guest, Brenton, Go- uh, Brenton Goldman. Um, he did a series at his church called We Love Gays, and that's why I thought it would be interesting to actually speak to him about this. And also, I'll be chatting to Antoinette Moorcroft, I hope I'm saying it right, uh, who used to practice homosexuality, but now believes that she has been saved by grace. It's an interesting topic, and all I want is for you to stay with us right here on The Open Book. We'll be back right after this. This is CliffCentral.com I think everybody wants to be happy. <laughs> Everybody wants to be happy But as we know that You know it is the truth That sets us free And that's what we always Try to bring out You know through the open book And obviously using The Bible as our reference The Bible as our constitution Because Like like a person once said What is truth? Well truth Is what the Bible says But then it also depends On how it is That you interpret it Now On to my first guest uh, Brenton Goldman 
Uh, he's the young adult pastor at the Ebenezer Center, which is a church in Port Elizabeth, a very good friend of mine. He is passionate about um, reaching young people through the word of God. And I must say, uh, he's quite open-minded about it too. So uh, while we're still waiting for Brenton to come on the line, um, our our topic for the day is we love gays. And how I got to this topic actually is that I was looking at John 3, chapter 16, which says, For God so loved the world. Uh, that he gave his son, Jesus Christ, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. And so the whole point for me of that scripture is the fact that, you know, if Jesus, I mean, if God so loved the world, uh, the Bible says that, you know, that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Um, I was also a, um, I was a sinner before, you know, so I don't believe that God loves me because I believe in his son. I believe that God loved me before I even believed. So I believe that, you know, as God does, so must we. So if God loves the world, we must love the world as well. And no matter what their sexual orientation is, no, no matter even if people are, 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 are murderers or whatever it is, um, it is our duty to, to love and it is God's duty to judge. I think we have Brenton back on the line. Pastor Brenton. Hey, Louis, how's it, man? I'm good, bro. I too like babble over here because I don't know where you were, but I think I spoke some truth. <laughs> I think I spoke some truth. Yeah, yeah you come. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I think you're. Well, you're obviously coming to us all the way from uh, from uh, from Port Elizabeth. How's the weather there today? Uh, it's actually a very beautiful day today. Thank God we have the sea down here. See, yeah, man. <laughs> the sea makes up. The sea makes up even for the worst of days. It's like you know what? If I look into, if I look to the skies and it's a, you know, it doesn't look like it doesn't look good. I can just look out my window, and it will always yeah. just be beautiful. Yeah, yeah I want to go back home. Man. I want to go back home. Let's get you're right sure, in. Sure. Yeah, let's get right into it, bro. So, um, yeah. you recently preached a series. I actually saw some of it on your Insta, um, on your Instagram when you were yeah. busy advertising it, and it was actually called "We Love Gays," which is uh, yeah. where I got. The, um, the, the, you know, the topic for today. What prompted sure. you, I mean, like to, uh, to take that stand and, uh, and to well, decide that you're going to do that? Well, we, we, the We Love Gay segment was part of a series I was doing with our young adults ministry, um, called Shut Up. Is that, um, and the whole premise of it was that, um, some believers has been shut up, but some believers need to shut up, um, because of just the nonsense they're speaking. You know, and so when we when we were we were addressing a couple of topics within the church that people don't generally want to address publicly. Yeah. You know, and one of them was um, the the fact you know, and and at the time there was a lot of publicity in media around um, gay rights and 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 yeah. being legalized and all these things. You know, so but so I thought it'd be great to address it and and to see what comes out of the church. When we, when we, especially when we make such a bold statement like we love gay people, when a lot of people are saying, well, the church, we're not even sure if they do love gay people. Yeah. You know? And why do, I mean, yeah. like, and why do you, and why did you feel that, you know, um, why do you feel the need to preach this, I mean, like to preach this message? Well, you, you know, I, I feel that, that, that as long as there's a need, uh, in, in, in the world for an answer, then the church should be preaching. Yeah. You know, and the Bible says that the truth will set free in John 8. So it might not be the truth we want to hear, but the truth always becomes the doorway to freedom. Mm. And likewise, James says, confess one to another so you may be healed, not confess one to another so that you may be exposed. Yeah. You know, And I believe that the more we preach the gospel, the gospel is the good news. And, 
And if the good news doesn't transform and change people, it's supposed to change anyone, not a specific group of people. Yeah. You know, and that's why I feel it's always important. Whenever there's something that the world needs an answer to, Jesus always has that answer. Mm. Look, this must have obviously been a shock to the to the church world, if I can yeah. if I can put it like that. Um, but yeah. how did your how did your church respond to this? I mean, did anybody even come? Well, you know, um, we we we've, we've got um, we've got a growing young adults ministry right now here at Ebenezer, and um, I think uh, obviously a topic like this, people are, a lot of people are intrigued by it because we don't generally openly want to discuss it in the church, especially. You know, um, the churches, some, a lot of times they're vague about where they stand. And, um, but surprisingly, a lot of guys came out, man, you know, and, yeah. and, um, contribute to the discussion. All I, all we do is we, we put the topic down and then we discuss it. You know, I don't see, I think sometimes it's more important to hear what the people have to say instead of just as a pastor telling people what to do, you know, um, and because when the people respond, in their response is often the platform to set the standard. Yeah. You know, um, and so when we when the people responded, it's amazing what came out of the church um, through this through the series, man. And what sort of things? What sort of things came out from well, the church? Well, I think you know, firstly, um, we became conscious of the fact that as the church, we're not going to always have everything right. We're not going to have it down. Yeah. You know, and I think we 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 receive to believe that that whatever we're doing is is absolutely right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and but we, we've got to understand one thing: that God's word is the plumb line. You know, once we start putting our own opinions into the word, then we're gonna we're gonna adjust a little. So we've got to use the word as the platform. And one thing that came out firstly was that as the church, we need to repent. Um, wow! For, not even not yeah, not even yeah. them, but but us. Well, I'm saying them, although you know exactly. we're all one. You yeah. know. Exactly. I, I think the, the, the truth is that as a church holistically, whether they want to talk about, you know, what, whatever, the bottom line is when, when the world is crying out for help and we haven't been the answer, um, then we need to repent and say, Lord, we've, we've, we've fallen short. Yeah. You know? And it's, I think it's why sometimes we hardly hear the church repenting when they fail. You know? Yeah. And I think it's, it's number one, it's one of the fundamentals in in. in, in in Hebrews, where it speaks about, you know, that you must repent from dead works. It must be a lifestyle. If something is not benefiting, there's no fruits to our ministry, then we must repent of it. Exactly. And if people's lives are not being transformed, then that's where we can start repenting. You know? So true, but I mean, like it's like it's like the verse that says that you know, before you take the splinter out of somebody uh, out of somebody else's eye, uh, take the yeah. log out of your own eye. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's amazing because I think you know this kind of subject. As much as uh, we want to obviously reach out to those who who feel that they are suffering, you know, from yeah. this. At the same time, it's like maybe we the ones who need to change. We the ones who need to change our our mindset. And so, yeah. has any I mean, did anybody did, did anybody who was um, did anybody who was homosexual sort of approach you during that time? Well, you, you know, um, I've I've always had friends um, that that's being, you know, gay or homosexual or lesbian or whatever. And um, because my, my uh, uh, for me, it's, it's been a journey longer than just starting the series. I've always had compassion for, for anyone. You know, the yeah. thing is when we came to the conclusion of the series, we realized that it's not about loving gay people. It's about loving people. Absolutely. You know, um, if someone, if people are fighting for rights, then that means someone has taken something away from them. You're you so know? right. 
and and so but in this um I, I won't say I won't say people I won't I'm, I'm not going to try and make it sound on camera and say I think the meeting people came up to me and it was powerful you know yeah. uh, I think yeah. like, what happened was consequently it's like you know um the guys you know would ask me to do coffee or let's sit down and chat because obviously um it's something as much as we're addressing it it's not it's still not okay you know it's like some guys aren't feeling okay but it's become a door and I think that's what we must always be as a church. We must be a lighthouse that's attracting people. We must be a doorway. Uh, we must be a channel through which God can touch people's lives. And um, the, 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 the great thing about it is that um, when God judges, it's conviction. Yeah. When, man judges, when man judges, it's condemnation. You're so right. So, so when God moves, it's going to move people to realize that they've got a problem. You're so and, right. and not not point the finger to other people because once condemnation is, then we then we justify our mm. own condition and yeah. our own place. You know, so um, the, the 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 amazing part is that that we've got to come to realize that that God wants God wants to touch people. You know, and as long as He's going to touch people, um, whether you 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 gay or, or straight or whatever, like mm. you, you read a couple of scriptures earlier, you know, yes. and it's important to recognize that number one, we can't place the degrees of comparison when it comes to sin. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and that's one one place we've had to come to a place and say, you know what, this sin is not worse than all sin. Yeah, uh, or this sin is not worse. Um, the Bible's clear about about homosexuality in the Bible, and um, we we. I always I like to say I like to use a statement when I preach is that if you have to justify it then you can't live by it. Yeah. Um, and the, the more you have to try and like lean towards something and try and explain it the whole time, then then it means that you know what we we got to check ourselves. You know, and the the truth is that when yeah. God's love is revealed, uh, Louiso, or any man or woman's heart will be drawn to him. Absolutely, know, and and that 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 you know it doesn't matter who I who I speak to or who I reach out to. I want God's love to touch. And you're right, man. It's the love of you know, like it's the love of God that draws all men, yeah, all men to Him. It's the love of God that drew me to Him. It was not because He was sitting there going, "You're doing this and this wrong, and therefore you need to yeah. change." It's when I noticed how much I am loved by someone who didn't deserve. Uh, to love me, you know, yes, um, yes. that drew me to him because suddenly I felt like, okay, well, you know, I'm not judged. It's the same thing when God said to the woman, uh, he said, um, he said, well, then, you know, stand up and walk because I myself did not, uh, yes. did not judge you. Bro, thank yes. you so much, man, for, for really just your time and just continue the good work that you, that you're doing, you know, breaking it's barriers not, out there. Yeah. So by the time that you become real, to people, you <laughs> know, about, let's man. be real and, and let everybody know that we're also kind of facing these things. Uh, Brenton, Amen. Brenton Goldman, thank you so much. One thing, one thing that I liked about what he said, Duncan, um, is the fact that when, when, when God judges, it's conviction. When we judge, it's condemnation. And, uh, the difference between the two is that conviction, uh, conviction makes you move to do something about it. Uh, condemnation actually, it, in a way, it paralyzes you. So that you're not able to do anything about it. So, yeah, I guess, you know, we've got to make sure that if we're going to put our judgment out there, that it actually is coming from God. And um, how often do we know whether it is or what's not? I don't know. But uh, we'll find out some more on the subject. Uh, we love gays uh, from my next guest, Antoinette Moorcroft, um, who's here with us today. Uh, so she's going to be coming in right after this. Stick with us. The open book, Cliff Central. Cliffcentral.com Choice. 
Sometimes you have it, and sometimes you don't. AutoTrader gives you the choice. Now you can shop, compare, and buy new cars. Watch our expert video reviews and research before you buy. AutoTrader New Car. The choice is yours. Christmas is on the way, and so is the happiest family event of the year, the Parkview Charity Christmas Market at the George Hay Park in Parkview from the 27th to the 29th of November. The Christmas Market is a weekend of fun, unique arts and crafts, brilliant gift ideas, kids' fun galore, big screen sports, a beer tent, and a champagne and oyster bar with continual live music. Parkview Christmas Market for a great time with all proceeds going to charity. This is CliffCentral.com. Antoinette Moorcraft uh, drove all the way from Pretoria today in heavy traffic uh, coming this way and uh, to really just be here with us on the open book. This for me is just a clear indication of her dedication and her passion to take Jesus to the world. Um, I read her testimony on her struggles, you know, with homosexuality and how she feels that by the grace of God, she has been set free. So she is here to to really just share her story with us and uh, to obviously give some nuggets to those who feel that they are struggling uh, with this. Uh, Antoinette, warm welcome to you to the open book. Hi, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks so much for coming all the way. Um, so yeah, reading your obviously, I mean, like I, I got the opportunity to, to read your testimony. Can you give us just a just a small just a short summary of uh, of what it is about? Yeah, well, um, since I can remember from childhood, um, I was struggling with same-sex attraction and, um, well, denying it in myself. Mm-hmm. And I got married and I was married for 20 years. I have two beautiful daughters. Wow. And <clears throat> about uh, a year before I left my husband, I met a woman and, well, I fell into it. And I left my husband actually because of that. And then for six years, I lived homosexuality. I lived it openly for about two years before I came to God. And, um, yeah, then, then just one evening while I was like in really sick of, uh, of depression and all this bad stuff, um, God was speaking to me and he mm. was telling me, this is the end now. You'll have wow. to stop this. You say that, you say that you knew about this from when you were, from when you were a child. But obviously trying to run away from it. Yes. Do you think, because um, I, I, I had a lot of questions uh, that I said I was going to ask you today, but this one has just popped into my head. Would you say that people are born gay? Um, I think uh, definitely not born gay in the sense of, of that God made them that way. Um, you must take into consideration uh, bloodlines uh, that, that the Bible speak of. So, mm. yeah, it can come down in bloodlines, but definitely physically born gay, no, definitely not. Mm. And would you say that, um, cause I think it's, it's very, it's, it's, I think it's, I think it's good that you probably established this first. Um, would you say that homosexuality is a sin? Definitely. Uh, why? Because the Bible says so. <laughs> fair, fair answer. <laughs> fair answer. Um, so, so, for the for the journey that you've now sort of been going through, um, would you say that you are you are you are ex um, ex homosexual? Are you recovering, um, or or are you still? And you feel like it's going to be something that's going to be with you forever? Yeah, you know, I I never talk about myself as ex homosexual because um, that is for me just again another label. 
Mm. I don't like um, labeling people. I don't like labeling myself. I'm a, a born born again Christian. I'm a born again believer in God. Um, that means that what is in the past is in the past. Yeah. So, you know, in your language, um, definitely XK, definitely totally healed. Totally healed. Yes. And um, and and so you feel like I mean you feel that that is a possibility for anyone out there who then comes to who then comes to Christ. It's not a possibility. It's definitely a given. You mm. can be healed from homosexuality. And and what process did you what process did you go through to to get healed? Um, I went to see a pastor at my local church, and he referred me to to a woman that uh, worked in deliverance. Yeah. And I went uh, through uh, almost two days. Um, it was very dramatic for me. Uh, two sessions of deliverance. Where I've been set free from a lot of bondages and uh, demonic, uh, demonic attacks, mm-hmm. demonic, um, definitely de- demonic bondages, demons. Yeah, I was set free and delivered, and yeah, after that, um, I was clean and wow. um, I could start my walk with God. Yeah, I mean, it must have been pretty hectic, also, just for your, just for your kids as well. Just you yeah. haven't gone through this. Yeah, they've been uh, they've been through a lot with me. Yeah. Um, if we look back on it, um, we we it it was bad when it was happening. Yeah. But today we say thank you because we have the testimony, mm. and um, it's 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 with with a very thankful heart that I can say that both of my of my daughters are um, born again believers and very active in the yeah. work of God. And how would you say that? I mean, um, how would you describe how God has set you free from homosexuality? Well, he was, um, there was always, while I was um, living in it, there was always this little voice telling me, listen, this is not right. Yeah. Uh, because I was a Christian before that. Yeah. And um, I moved away from God and um, <coughs> f- uh, fell clo- uh, deeper and deeper into sin. And... Um, there was always this this little voice telling you, and today I know it's the Holy Spirit. Mm. And um, when I was when I was I, I was really very very sick. I was attacking my um, my friend at that time, the woman that I stayed with. I was physically attacking her and the kid, and um, and then I just realized, but I've become a person that I wasn't born to be, and I wasn't be. And yeah, um, you know, that night. God just spoke to me and he, and he told me, I said, God, what, what happened to me? What, what did I become? And, um, I heard his voice so clear and he said, uh, you just come to me and I will give you peace. And yeah. well, after that, I only realized that that was actually scripture. Mm. So I asked him where to and he showed me the church and I went to that pastor and so here I am today. Yeah. And do you feel that your relationship with God has changed uh, since you're, since, since I guess, since your conversion, if I can say it yes, like that. Yes, definitely. I mean, if it doesn't change, then then there's uh, there's something wrong. Um, you must grow closer and closer to God. You must um, you must grow in your relationship. Mm. Um, you must get to know Him better. Um, you have to spend time with Him. You have to spend time in prayer. You have to spend time in the Word. You must fellowship. Mm. Um, yes, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess in sort of. In sort of any struggle that you have, you know, um, the your relationship with God is going to determine is going to determine your your ability to receive 
that uh, that freedom that you seek. Yes. You know. Yes, definitely. Um, now I know. Well, you know, there may be some people out there listening who have probably who are probably who are probably are probably going through the same things that you were set free of. Yes. Um, what would you What would you say to that person that they should do? What steps should they take? Well, at first, they they must make sure that they really want to be free. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a it's not an easy it's not an easy road to walk. Um, the attacks of of Satan are very severe. Um, they definitely have to get ho- uh, help. Yeah, um, th- it's not something that you can do uh, on your own. Then they will definitely need to go through deliverance sessions. The sessions. What um, are deliverance? I mean, like for those for those who our listeners don't know. It is uh, deliverance is is actually what Jesus did. If you read Matthew twelve, yeah, um, he exactly tells you in Matthew t- twelve how how the the strong man must be must be pined up and and um, then you can enter the house. So if you if you bind the strong man, which in homosexuality's case is um, a spirit of rejection, because that's the root of of homosexuality. Um, then you get rid of all the demonic bondages that keeps you in that in that life, and then a whole mindset change will take place. Um, Satan won't be able to control your uh, your your uh, thoughts anymore, and you will be able to start to to think to think um, Christ-like. Mm-hmm. Um, so deliverance is, is setting you free of of all the demon, demonic bondages in your mm-hmm. life. Um, which we all have, even if you're a close Christian, they, Satan will always come to attack you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, um, after deliverance, you need to to definitely become part of a of a support group. Yeah. And other you, groups, I mean, like other groups like that. There um, are there are groups um, supporting um, specifically uh, uh, ex homosexual uh, homosexuals. Yeah. Um, I didn't like that because. Um, it's too much uh, about the struggle, maybe. Yeah, it's too yeah, much about the struggle. Um, you need to focus on God. Yeah. You don't need to focus on the struggle of the past. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah that's so, so true. So where where uh, I got my support was was with with the Esther group, um, yeah. where the the women they supported me in prayer and um, yeah. Um, and um, and and where can people go who want who want help? They can definitely go to their local uh, churches, mm-hmm. uh, a pastor, a local pastor. Um, well, the internet is, is full of, anywhere, of directions. Anywhere. Where in the, like, do, do you know of any specific place in the internet that they can go to? For instance, yeah. Um, I would, I would, I would uh, suggest churches. Churches, Pastors, okay. yeah, definitely. Or people that w- works with with um, uh, specifically in counselling and deliverance. Yeah. Well, I guess the Bible says that if you seek, you shall find. Yes. So, it's so, um, so it always needs to start with a prayer amen. because some of the times when I'm looking for something and I just go straight to the internet without praying, uh, it can lead me to all sorts of places and and sort of directions. A lot of misleading. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess before you do anything, you need to start it off with a you know like with a prayer. Yes. Um, one last one last question I I have for you now. Speaking to those people who feel like they're not struggling with this, that you know they are, they are straight. How, how can, how can, how can we as a church treat people better who are um, who are homosexuals? Because that's quite important. Yeah, um, 
I think the most important thing that we have to to get out there is the love of Jesus. Yeah. Um, no, uh, nothing evil can stand in the presence of of God's love uh, mm. if we treat them with the love of Jesus. At some time of their lives, they will definitely be set free. Yeah. They will realize that there is there is more truth out there. That's absolutely awesome. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Antoinette Moorcraft, who came all the way from Pretoria to join us. Um, is there, oh, I think we have a question out there. Ah, it's just one of those, you know. So, so do all gay people, are all gay people going to hell? This is a question from, from Sebeko. Would you like to take that? I've, it's just a question that we have on, uh, on our clip, say, uh, on WeChat. Yeah, right, yeah. Romans one says that if you if you keep on sinning, doesn't matter what sin, um, that is your way to go. Um, yeah, I yeah. can't I can't sure. decide for <laughs> you, <laughs> but sorry, that's uh, a non-compromising answer. Yeah. That's what the Bible says. And you know what I mean. Also, I I I spoke about a verse earlier on John three chapter sixteen, which says, you know, for God so loved the world that He gave His Son, that whoever believes yes. in Him will not perish. So you can also. Who is not necessarily, you know, like, you, you know, is not necessarily uh, sinning in any other way. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also, you can also not, not have eternal life. It all, it always starts with Jesus and it amen. ends, and it ends with Jesus. Yes. You know what I mean? So I yes, think amen. whatever struggle that it is that you're having out there, just, you know, don't focus so much about it. Antoinette just said, you know, that, that the fact that all these groups, what they do is that they speak about the struggle. And, um, and I'm sure the more they, they speak about it, you know, you know, the funny thing is that, like, I mean, when I used to, when I used to drink a lot and a lot of drugs happening around, all it took was just a small conversation with a few guys. And then suddenly that feeling would just start coming back. So the thing is, whereas I believe now that sometimes it's not even about getting into groups or whatever, but it's actually about just, Focusing on God, focusing on the mm-hmm. Word, and that is yes. going to transform you. Yes. Sometimes it's better to say yes to God than to keep on saying no to sin. Yes, you know yes. it's so much easier and it's so much more liberating. That's Thank true. you so much for taking the time to be with us. Thank you for today. inviting me. Yeah, appreciate. It. So, uh, so yes, Beck, I hope that you uh, you got your answer from uh, from from that. Um, I'll be back after this, uh, just with the summary of uh, of our show today. The song is Send, Send the Rain, and uh, we've just been through a doubt. And sure, being at home yesterday, it's like, yo, God really did send that rain now, didn't he? Uh, of course, you know, the rain, speaking of the Holy Spirit, we need the rain in our lives everywhere that we go. I know that I do. As much as I may know, sometimes my knowledge is worth nothing if I cannot be guided by the by the Holy Spirit. So, yeah, send the rain. Uh, if you want to get hold of uh, of, Ant- of Antoinette Moorcroft um, or get some help, you know, because she clearly confesses that she has been set free and not just free, but free, but, but, but she has been freed indeed. Um, and um, and you feel if, if you want to ask questions or you want help or you feel that you have a problem uh, with homosexuality, get hold of her on here's the email address. Antoinette dot Moorcroft. Uh, Antoinette is A-N-T-O-I-N-E-T-T-E dot Moorcraft, which is M-O-O-R-C-R-O-F-T at gmail.com. And uh, speaking to her just now, I know that she's more willing uh, to obviously um, help you out and to answer your questions. So send them through. Yeah. So here are my closing words on this show. Uh, hashtag we love gays. It's as follows. The statement that God's, God hates gays is totally false. That's what I believe. The statement that God hates gays is totally false. Uh, coming back to my verse, John 3, chapter 16, 
which says, For God so loved the world, and that includes homosexuals, that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have etern- but have everlasting life. So our saving grace is not determined by our sexual orientation, but by our belief in Jesus as our Savior. But then again, when we come to Christ, having fully accepted this grace, a change should begin in us that should lead us away from our sinful nature. I said earlier on that uh, in accepting, then there should be fruit that then comes from that. You know, it's not the fruit that saves you, but after having accepted the grace, fruit should flow out of you. And so I came across this post on Instagram yesterday, uh, which I'd like to close off with. Uh, for me, although it wasn't kind of really intended as a Christian message, spoke of the love of God for us. We love gays and God loves gays. And it says the following. Now imagine that this is Jesus speaking to you. Uh, I don't know how to put on the Jesus voice, but I'll try. Here we go. Come with every wound and every woman you, you've ever loved, every lie you've ever told, And whatever it is that keeps you up at night, every mouth you've punched in, all the blood you've ever tasted, come with every enemy you've ever made, and all the family you've ever buried, and every dirty thing you've ever done, every drink that's burnt your throat, and every morning you've woken with nothing, and no one come, um, and no one come with all your loss, your regret, and no one come with all your loss, your regrets, Sins, memories, blackouts, secrets Come with all the rot in your mouth And that voice like needle hitting record Come with your kind eyes and weeping knuckles Come with all your shame Come with your swollen heart I've never seen anything more beautiful than you That's it The Open Book on cliffcentral.com This is cliffcentral.com